Hello and welcome to episode number 239 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How are we going? Not bad man. I mean I'll never look at jeans the same way again but I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> Yes, this week we're talking jeans um, because we are discussing Slacks, uh, which is coming later this week to Shudder. Um, good old Shudder keeping us very busy in these quiet months, which is much they really appreciated. Are. They really are. Like they're, they're almost single-handedly keeping our podcast going. They are. <laughs> they literally are. Yeah, last week, <laughs> this week, next week, um, until hopefully we hit that mythical May, which we're hoping yeah. is going to be the restart of the film industry. Has opened, um, but until then, yeah, I'm more than happy to spend my time on Shudder. Um, Me too. But uh, yeah, before we get to Slacks, um, we do have a little bit of news this week. Really not too much, actually, which is quite nice because the last few weeks have been mad. Um, it's a mad rush to get through like 15 different items, whereas I've only got mm. three this week. Um, we- and starting, starting with this first one, that this is... I want to put this here because obviously we're huge Rob Zombie fans and hmm. um, th- this was basically a lot of speculation and rumor in the last few weeks regarding Rob and his next film project. Um, and so I think now is the perfect time to talk about it, especially in a quiet news week. Um mm. Over the past week, I saw this article in Bloody Disgusting where they did a good job of just kind of putting all the rumors together in one spot. <laughs> um, because I've seen so many different, you know, things on Twitter and all this and that. And obviously, his his new album only just came out in the last week. Um, not a chance to listen to it yet, but I definitely will do. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, kind of seeing these reports of a new film, which is surprising to me, especially with the new film. Obviously, you can't tour at the minute, but we'll get into all that stuff. But let's talk about what the actual rumors are. Um, so the rumors are that Rob Zombie is going to be directing a new film feature film centered on the monsters um which i don't know about you but i didn't really know anything about the monsters until this past week <laughs> um yeah i'm doing a bit of research i was trying to remember if this th- these are who i think they are you keep talking i'm just gonna have a little look yeah so they're they are a family of monsters essentially um yeah was, this is what i'm thinking it was a sitcom yeah. in the 60s i believe and then there's been different films as well um but it is cool like when you glance the, at it and you're like oh it's like dracula and frankenstein's monster living together and all these characters I, I definitely watched a chunk of this when i was young all right <laughs> um because I, I don't know how but yeah there's, mm. there's only two seasons of the sitcom i've probably yeah. seen quite a, a lot, lot of them there's, i remember there's like a few the granddad well. more than anything yeah um but like i i remember this because for a while i used to think this was the adams family because i was because i was like young and i just watched this and then saw like adams family i was like oh okay they're the same thing and yeah Yeah. i remember i I vividly remember this is very very strange like i might have seen the monsters because yeah i definitely remember watching the adams family as a child a lot um and so yeah it's very very similar but um Mm. so this kind of recently kicked off where this is just a small thing but rob zombies recently on a commentary track for monster go home that got released on blu-ray last year um he's also been very notable as a fan of the monsters um france mm. all career um so initial report a report came out of murphy's multiverse which i think is a website dedicated to the monsters but i'm not actually sure on that one um but Why they not? were they were noting that production on the film is currently set to begin in budapest in early may um which is obviously very soon um they mm. also went on to report this is where it gets interesting where it's like okay i guess we could we could all just say this but yeah if you let's just see if you can play the game what would be the cast for the next rob zombie film <laughs> um if i could cast the monsters a um or the or the or just just, just, rob any, just any rob zombie film name some people who you think might be in it <laughs> uh taylor swift no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what 
Well, we've seen a lot of Rob movies here. I'm going so to gonna... say Matt Damon, Taylor Swift, and... Um... You could have just played along and said the obvious ones, but you make it life <laughs> difficult, so I'm just going to say them. Obviously, Sherry Moon Zombie, um, Jeff Daniel Phillips, um, Richard Drake, of course, yeah. um, Dan Roebuck, who's in all of Rob's films as well, but then two interesting ones at the end. Um, Jorge Garcia, um, who I love, is, of course, Hurley from Lost. I've not seen the guy in about a decade, oh, yeah. so... I'm really happy that he's still kicking around. I would love um, him to be in a Rob film. Definitely. Um, and also um, Cassandra Peterson, a.k.a. Elvira, um, is also on the nice. cast. Um, nice. Again, this is just the report from this one website. Um, but uh, So that's pretty interesting. And then this is where it kind of gets like, okay. Did, did you say Jeff Daniel Phillips? By any I did indeed. Well. Yeah. Oh, Sher- good, Sherry I, and I Jeff were the I main missed, two. I missed that, yeah. Um, but yeah, good. good Sherry and Jeff are supposedly playing Lily and Herman Munster in the film. Um, love it. But uh, yeah, so this is where it gets interesting. So Sylvester McCoy, um, sort of famous Sylvester directed by James Gunn. No, so <laughs> Sylvester McCoy, which obviously we saw in um, that movie last year, The Owners, uh, which he's great in oh, as well. Okay, nice. Um, he actually did some interviews around that time talking about that. Um, so he has said multiple times here. Um, he says. Uh, so this was back in September. He said he would be appearing in Rob's next film. And he had yeah. noted that he'd be shooting in Hungary, of course, Budapest, Hungary. So that lines up with the yeah. other initial report. Um, his quote was, it's a horror comedy, which we're supposed to shoot in Hungary, but that's been put on hold. This was last September. Um, I can't really say anything about that, but it's a film that Rob Zombie set to direct. We'll just have to wait and see what happens with that project. Hopefully <laughs> we'll start uh, making it again next year. Um, he also uh, went on to say, I'm due to go in Hungary in March to shoot a movie for Rob Zombie, just the same thing again. Um, he added in the interview, it's a comedic Dracula film. I'm playing Dracula's butler. Um, so there you go. And then also... <laughs> I mean, at in- this point, there's, there's not really any missing pieces to fill in this is what i love and it gets even funnier so and then (laughs) back in back in uh, february this year um speaking to yahoo uh old sylvester also said i'm doing a rob zombie film in hungary (laughs) um so yeah he's basically said it in three different holland of (laughs) 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 and i love how he's got this cast of, of of actors who like haven't leaked anything yeah. and then the one yeah. time he gets the best and he can't like, shut his mouth like jeff daniel phillips you know richard they're keeping their mouths shut like yeah. they, ain't, they ain't saying shit to anyone yeah, we're trying to pester <laughs> richard about him yeah. all the time yeah. but like we should have yeah. we should have so nothing but yeah like <laughs> sylvester he just loves it yeah it's brilliant um and so that's that's pretty much it really i mean yeah. what w- what is your take on this if this is kind of his next project um I, I really can't be anything other than very disappointed, to be honest. Like, I I have to see, you know, what it is a little bit more, but I don't want Rob Zombie directing a, a comedy, anything that's remotely comedy, um, even if it has horror aspects. I think, like, um, you know, I want Rob to stay in the stay pure horror. I also don't want Rob... I, I don't want Rob doing two things. I don't want him working on an existing IP again, and I don't really want him working with big studios um you know um it, this is like a project for him it, it could could be cool like it's a it's a weird quirky thing it's a cool cast like i love elvira casting i love you know the casting you've said there it all sounds cool but it's just i, I just wanted to make horror movies man mm. like more than anything but like it's it's difficult it's rob like i'll get hyped the second we see more yeah, I'm I'm definitely more positive. I'm definitely not very disappointed, but it's also not exactly what I wanted. I think mm. to kind of peel it back, I don't really know what I wanted. You know, Free From Hell yeah. was 
was the thing that I always wanted. And so when that came out, I never knew what I wanted next from Rob as a director. Um, And I I kind of knew he would then go to make music and potentially come back to film. But for at least the time being, um, since 2019, I haven't even really thought about Rob as a director in terms of like, he's going to be getting back in that seat. Um, And so the fact that this is it, like, there's there's a, there's aspects of this that i really like the sound of first of all i really like the sound of him doing a horror comedy i think um he has so many comedic elements in his movies already which i think will lend to something like the monsters from the little i know about it um mm. so i like that as well with his new take on it but yeah it needs to have the horror definitely i think that's um, why like it it's it's fine if it's a horror comedy mm. but it's just that i guess i guess where i'm looking at is the traditional monsters how i remember it it, it was it was like you know, I, I mean, I might be wrong, but I remember it as like kind of family friendly. Um, yeah, it was, an, it was an American sitcom. It wasn't like yeah, rated like, R, Rob Zombie swearing, sex violence. Definitely not. Yeah, and like I just can't even like imagine him doing that. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, I've never heard a Rob Zombie cast talk without sounding like a Rob Zombie cast. Um, yeah. Um, I think I as think... well. Like, I'm I'm the same as you. Like, post three from hell, I couldn't. I can't really picture Rob doing anything. But I mm. think, kind of, for me, going forwards, it is like the thirty ones, where it's like I didn't know I wanted thirty one, but I knew I wanted Rob to just create a crazy new horror movie, and then mm. and then we got thirty one, and like that's what I want. Just Rob, kind of, you know, he he's clearly right now. He's done an album. He can't tour the album he can't get out and film anything he's clearly going to be sitting there doing something with his creative mind he's fulfilled his kind of music needs by this new album i'd imagine so i was thinking i'm hoping he's just getting there and writing something original horror yeah but um so yeah i'm I'm definitely excited for it yeah i agree with you as well like to to add to it like him him working on existing existing ip is definitely Mm. something i don't want um that is the the only the only major issue of this entire thing really which to me is disappointing um i would much rather if if this was just here's the cast it is going to be this kind of like old style american sitcom that's going to have horror elements but ultimately trying to be funny and it's directed by rob and it's his weird take on it like that sounds really cool to me um but i think the second you try and put him in a box and if he's going to try and recreate whatever that was at the show at the time, or do his own spin on like that's just when it starts to become very muddy to me. Um, even with the greatness of something like his Halloween, which I love, there's so much gray area and so much weirdness in terms of like, what should that movie be? Let's compare it to the original, blah, blah, blah. There's just like, mm. whereas you don't have those conversations with his original movies. Like you say, you watch 31 just as a Rob Zombie horror film and that's it. And that's all you mm. really want it to be. Um, so yeah, like I, I am mostly positive on this, mostly for the fact that I just didn't expect to hear Rob Zombie film news for at least another two years at this point. Um, whereas if this is shooting in May, that's cool, man. Cause like, hopefully we're going to see this in the next year or two um so yeah i'm 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 like optimistic for this one for sure and like rob has done wild swings many many times and nine times out of ten they land for me as a fan um so i'm definitely down for him to like flex his creativity wings and like do something slightly more out of his wheelhouse because at the end of the day like with free from hell that kind of was his magnum opus and i think we felt that way of like this is the pinnacle of him as a director of a horror movie and like obviously 31 was great as well but i don't really know what he can do next after that um, yeah I, I kind of i think yeah for me i just didn't really i don't really need yeah i think that's probably where i'm at where i'm still just like i don't really need rod news like i'm i'm kind of satisfied with what we've mm. had in recent years 
Yeah. Um, I didn't put him in the same category as like Ariaster. Like yeah. We're like, yeah, I need Ari to see more from Jordan. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah, I feel like we've, we've seen the combination of what his work is. And, you know, like I say, if he takes a step away and comes back, great. Like I'm always going to be pumped for anything, Rob. That's, that's hmm. the bottom line of it. Like the second we start to get trailers and everything, if it starts to look and feel like a Rob Zombie movie, then, you know, we've already got, you know, <laughs> the quintessential kind of cast are all pretty much there. Like, um, you know, uh, he, he's still doing his Rob shit. And so that, that, that's good. It's just, um, yeah, hopefully it will lean a little bit more into the horror and not, not a direct kind of sequel to it. Also, um, the thing with this cast as well is I'm looking at all these names and like, I know they can do comedy. Great. And so mm. I think that's really cool. Like I would love Bill Mosley in there as well. Cause I think he's really I'd underrated. Love Bill in there. Yeah. And I comedy. think Jeff Daniel Phillips is going to be brilliant for mm. that. Yeah, um, Elvira as well always smashes it. Like, yeah. so that's totally her wheelhouse as well, like horror comedy. So, yeah, it's, it sounds interesting. Um, but yeah, next up, this is just a small, nice little update. It's always nice seeing these new productions go and play. Um, from one Mike Flanagan. Um, mm. obviously, we already know his next project, which is done, which he filmed kind of, I think he finished late, yeah, it was late last year during the pandemic, where he finished Midnight Mass, um, which is his new Netflix show. Um, but we already know his next Netflix show. Of course, he has his production company signed this kind of major deal with Netflix, um, to be bringing loads of different, I think it was film and TV, but it seems was like saying, he's was, it, was it TV. a year deal or like a, a number of, um, IP deal, you know, like a, I don't a, recall, but I believe no. it was at least like a three or four year deal, mm. maybe on top of that as well a certain amount of projects um like he because, is chaining through the projects man yeah exactly and so yeah like so it's weird midnight mass is his own original thing that he created he mm. directed all the episodes um which Nuts. he said he would never do after haunted of hill house but he just loved it so much that he couldn't help himself and i cannot wait for that and i really hope we get yeah. to see a trailer for that soon um do we know his, do we know much about it they, I we know a vague plot yeah. synopsis. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, no. but yeah, other than that, it's pretty much this brand new, fresh thing, really. With mm. we know a few of the cast members as well. Um, that great um English guy that was in Bly Manor is in it. Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. Um, like the chef guy. But, um, oh, okay, yeah. But uh, so but no, his next project, which is yeah, literally uh, now Cooley. just what's his name? Um, oh yeah, Rahul Kohli. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, his next project, uh, Mike's, is um the Midnight Club. So getting very confused confusing with the two midnights um are we talking the are we talking a, a remake of the rockstar uh, <laughs> driving game no it's apparently a novel um oh, okay. that okay. came out a few years back but yeah there was one that mike is a huge fan of obviously we know that that's he's got this interest in wheelhouse as a creator where he usually does either his own original stuff or he likes adapting these novels that he loves and mm. um that's what he's doing here this is for netflix like i said um it was just a clipboard on Twitter where they said, and we're off hashtag day one kind of show in the midnight club. Um, but That'll a little be bit before Halloween then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a little bit more information. Um, it's a 10 episode show. Um, and it basically, it says it takes place a hospice for terminally ill teenagers that begin gathering to share scary stories. Um, so it sounds cool. Um, the other thing worth noting is that Flanagan will direct the first two episodes only. Um, so kind of more similar to Bly Manor where he only directed, the first one i believe mm. um so a little bit more involved in this one directing too but obviously this is kind of what he seems to be doing now splitting up his time of like gonna create this show move on from it and then here's my own thing that i'm fully invested in so so we you know, know this we is... know for a fact that this is a novel right 100 uh, yeah. uh, hmm, okay that's disappointing to me <laughs> yeah this project to my me cogs. is like not not disappointing i'm still excited for it my cogs were turning there for a minute 
I, I hear that description. I, 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 and I'm like, oh, I see what you're saying. Is this, is this a Nightmare on Elm Street television series? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, is this a code name? That, wouldn't that be yeah, amazing as well if exactly. they like use the novel thing as a cover yeah. up? <laughs> because I'm like, Mike Flanagan was proper pimping himself out for that. Mm. And then, like, you know, that, that, that has a whiff of like Dream mm. Warriors. I'm going to do like, some digging because like, I think you might have something there. Yeah. I'm like, you know, because, because <laughs> I've never, I mean, I don't want to disrespect the novel, but I've never heard of it. Like, no. but I, to I, be I, fair, I, we've I, never heard of yeah, say, most let's books. be honest most stephen king stuff that gets remade yeah. and like, i've never heard of that so you know i'm pretty but, sure this um, is like a niche novel from like the 90s as well yeah. but. so i'm thinking to myself is he just if is he just throwing stuff out there right now and and, and we're getting we're getting blair witched here that's all well, if, it, if it that's was, I'm, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed that he's only directing two episodes, unless we've got a whole host <laughs> of uh, other people directing these other eight. But um, yeah, th this is cool. I'm glad he's staying yeah, busy. Yeah, and I think, definitely. you know, one of the positives right now of the pandemic is that so many stuff is being greenlit and so many productions are going ahead right now. And it's weird because I thought the problem would be that we would have all these, when well, it is a problem from a fan perspective of having all these completed movies that we just haven't seen yet. Yeah. Whereas kind of like Hollywood and all these production companies are already thinking of like, well, once we have these ones out of the can, we've got nothing that we pr produce for the last year. So, you know, so like they've really been putting forward these new productions. Um, so that's cool. But yeah, as yeah. far as Mike goes, I'm way more excited for Midnight Mass, which is his next project rather than this, but it's cool that he's doing something else. Um, oh yeah. I'm super hyped for it all though, because that guy hmm. has given us nothing but joy um yep. you know um and even even the projects you know uh blind manor obviously he didn't direct it all mm. i i still loved it as as a as a thing mm. like obviously hill house was you know very special but you know blind blind manor was still a, a very good second season and still very enjoyable um you know so him giving this project legs with two episodes and then overseeing it Still could be absolutely banging, but yeah, mm. I cannot wait for what he's coming out and got coming out next. Like, um, you know, the things he said about that project and kind of the fact that he's directing all episodes. Like, yeah, I, I, the hype levels are just off the chain. I'm also really like I love that deal that he signed as well. I think it's perfect mm. for him because it's nice to know that like oh that's where this is going to be. Like there's no worry with a lot of these productions. Like with with the Rob thing we just talked about, who yeah. knows who's producing <laughs> that, who's funding it, where it's going to become available? Is it a TV show? Is it a film? Do you know what I mean? There's so much confusion. Whereas yeah. with this, we already know how many episodes there are, how many he's directing, what streaming service you can watch it on. Do you know what I mean? Like it just it yeah. simplifies it all over, from a fan perspective. Over the years, being in the UK with Rob has always. Mm been like a minefield is when we're going to get it and like you know with with 31 and three from hell we were blessed how we got yeah. to see both of those um like that could have been like so much worse and like mm. a, a, two weeks before we watched three from hell we didn't even know whether we were going to get it in the uk the fact yeah. that like us in the uk all got a lovely blu-ray from lionsgate yeah is crazy but like the next rob zombie project you know literally could be you know unattainable for us in the uk yeah um so but yeah at least with flanagan we know exactly what we're getting and when we're getting it um, which is awesome i think the deal's great for him because he clearly has project freedom mm. you know it's what we talk about with like rob with a big production like he he clearly got tethered to this halloween project that just was was messy whereas whereas flanagan has this massive deal that could have bogged him down but but instead they've continued to give him that freedom by the looks of it you know they're letting him do his original stuff 
direct everything, direct some, adapt this weird novel that might be Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, the, you know, he, you know, they let him do a bit of everything, which is awesome. Yeah, and especially because it, it seemed quite messy, the Doctor Sleep stuff, just from an outside perspective mm. of, like, a lot of people are unhappy with it. Just, you know, the, the, the almost zero marketing in terms of letting people know, hey, guess what? A shine, uh, sorry, like a sequel to one of the greatest horror movies ever made just came mm. out. Like, most people have, and granted, you can probably put the blame on Stephen King initially, but regardless like most people had no goddamn clue that dr sleep equaled yeah. the shine i remember when i first heard even maybe you talk about it i was like what the hell is this yeah like because it doesn't sound like well, the shine king, king himself didn't advertise it massively when the novel mm. came out and then let alone kind of king and kubrick's relationship with that movie like it was just a you know it, it was a muddled mess to begin with and so mm. you know you've, you've got one man who is the master of horror that's basically saying I don't want you to talk about Kubrick's movie. And so they, they you know, they're going to they're gonna listen, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, let's not get into the whole book to sleep thing again. <laughs> yeah. always, that is there. the movie that will just always rear its head <laughs> yeah. at all times, so for good and, so for good and bad. Um, yeah, it's, it's 95% an amazing film. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, moving on, just this last quick one. Um, uh, a little... A TV show coming to Shudder, which I only just saw this one earlier today, actually, a little trailer and kind of synopsis. Sounds really cool. Um, so it's a brand new original series um, called Dead House Dark and it's basically an, an anthology show, which I always love. Um, so it says... Uh, the description is an anthology of six interconnected horror short films. Dead House Dark is anchored by a woman who receives a mystery box from the dark web. Uh, each item within it uh, gradually unveiling a dark and troubling truth. A box full of dark and chilling tales of terror inspired by frighteningly familiar modern trends, including dark web mystery boxes, dash cam footage, and insta-fame hungry vloggers. Um, I like so, it. yeah, I, I read that and really liked it. And I checked out the trailer and I liked a lot of it. I didn't like some of it as well and obviously that's kind of what you get with anthologies um mm. some of it looked a bit generic and a bit like okay it just looks like generic horror stuff which is mm. you know it's always hard to tell from a trailer regardless um but the dash cam stuff in particular looked really cool um because mm. i think that's an aspect again like so so many things that horror does so much better than other genres is like experimenting with these weird filming techniques mm. like you wouldn't just see a drama shot through dash cam footage no. you know? whereas like you will get a horror film shot like that and that's awesome um and as someone who playing with these, really cool. these modern trends you know it's kind of stuff that like black mirror has done so well with kind mm. of future tech but like the current tech we're in now you know that we that are just kind of you know you know we've had the whole kind of horror movies done very well over like zoom calls and stuff that was mm. so apt for last year but like there is you know obviously we saw spree that was yeah. the play on uber which was fantastic and like i love this kind of you know we live in this world where quite often the horror movies will be set in the 90s set in the yeah. 80s or they'll make a big point to be like lock your cell phones in a box or yeah we've got no reception you know, they have to kind of find a way to get people out of the normal world and and i respect that you know because mm. sometimes we want to have that fun story but like i really love these horror movies that lean into the tech um you know and lean into the modern stuff you know and, and like you know we had kind of a a child's play sequel that did this awesome kind of modern take on what that would mean. And like, I thought that was fascinating. And, you know, and I think kind of something like this, that is this kind of overtly uh, modern trend set in kind of horror tropes is, is, is something that could be pretty cool. 
yeah i completely agree with all of that and i think yeah to me the best writing comes from taking these modern day quote-unquote problems with horror and turning mm-hmm. them into effective solutions and mm-hmm. yeah all those examples you just listed are really good examples like a child's play of like how do we modernize this in a way which is cool and fun for today's world and yeah i love seeing stuff like that so yeah that was what really drew me in with this like i'm definitely going to be checking this out oh yeah i should say as well april 29th is when that one starts okay. Shudder. so just around the corner which is really nice hmm. or like you say always with Shudder, they always kind of announce these things usually a month or two ahead of time which is great um but yeah, that's pretty much it for the news this week. Um, before we quickly dive into the film, um, I just wanted to kind of put out a couple of movies that came out recently because I always love to hear from people, like especially recommendations in terms of there's a lot of on-demand digital stuff out there right mm. now, like a lot. And like at any point in time, you know, even the last few weeks, you know, we kind of have a set schedule for the next few weeks, but like it's a case of, right, what are we going to watch next week? Here's 12 movies. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to watch all the trailers. I've read the synopsis as you you know, it's very difficult to pick these out. So if anyone has seen these, a, a couple of these films, I'd love to hear from people. Um, the first one's called Come True, um, which I think is just on on demand services, not on a specific platform. Um, don't think this one's featured in the news, but it sounds really cool. Mm. It's about like sleep paralysis um, and like fine. stuff. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, stuff in your nightmares and all that stuff like tied together in a horror film. And yeah, like definitely in, in my wheelhouse, that type of nightmarish mm-hmm. horror. Um so that sounds cool. So if anyone's seen that, definitely let me know. And this other one, I saw this one kind of a lot of tweets about this over the weekend. Um, it's a movie on Netflix called The Block Island Sound, um, which I heard the title and saw the poster and it didn't look like a horror film in the slightest. Um, but I've seen people talk about it now saying like it's I've seen the word slow burn thrown around. I've seen the kind of, oh, it's kind of like a horror, but not really. And as soon as I see those types of things, I get very worried um, mm. because we've been burned so many times on those types of those very vague terms yeah you know, because some people will be like oh get out it's vaguely a horror film and i'm like you can't trust what a lot of people say with these things especially yeah. s- slow burn is the thing that like i know well, I've heard people i've heard people use the term slow burn for midsummer i'm like yeah. what are you talking about that movie <laughs> opens like batshit crazy i know like like <laughs> you know i won't even go into it but yeah, yeah i'm just like yeah you know like i don't have a problem with slow burn movies but i have no, a problem I... with a lot of people's definition of what slow burn yeah, is because a lot of people use that to mean boring and like mm-hmm. like people are like oh hunter hunter it's the slow burn movie and it's like no it's just boring with a crazy ending like that's what yeah. that film is so yeah <laughs> and I have seen that word, for, that phrase thrown around with this movie, which gets mm. me very worried. So if anyone has obviously has a Netflix subscription, check this one out. Because I did see a lot of people really praising the movie as well, I should say. Like, that mm. was why it was on my radar. Like, a lot of people, like, saw this at festivals last year, got a lot of buzz. It's finally on Netflix. Check this one out. So, yeah, the Block Island Sound on Netflix. And then the other one was Come True. Um, so I don't know if we'll ever see either, either of those movies, but I would love to hear from people if they've seen them. Um definitely but i want to do that more often as well when we've got a lot on the backlog to kind of hear what people want us to talk about for sure um but uh yeah should we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about slacks So yeah, another Shudder original film. Um, I don't even know where we began with this one. <laughs> so this was at 
this was at one of the fright fest last year um i think it was at the halloween one because i feel like we would have seen this if it was at the uh august (laughs) one (laughs) we saw we saw that goddamn what the hell was it the water park one Let's not go over last year's Fright Fest. There's like there's like thirteen different film conversations there. Um, oh, I know, but you know, we we were really, you know, I was in the mood for just like this crazy over the top idea, and this mm. this is exactly it. Like, yeah. um, for just some like dumb popcorn fun potentially. You know, um, I I want to watch a, a late night Fright Fest movie about a killer boar and uh, <laughs> a, and killer jeans, and you know, yeah. that's that's kind of what i'm down for to to an extent like i don't want that for every goddamn movie Mm. but but, you know um yeah so yeah this definitely sounds like a fright fest movie yeah i think it was october because i remember seeing it and being like pair of killer jeans saw the saw the you know imagery from it and i was like okay i'm sold (laughs) like that's all i really needed to know and uh shortly after that yeah shudder picked it up so we always knew it was coming um it's coming this thursday i believe the 18th of uh, march um Mm -hmm obviously coming worldwide to shudder um so yeah should we get into it what, what's this about other than a pair of killer jeans i guess yeah i mean um that's basically we'll what it's about the free as well i should say yeah so um i can't even think of the the abbreviation now but basically oh, what, what the abbreviation stands for oh. but basically it's ccc yeah canadian the, company that's it thank you it's literally um, so basic i love it <laughs> yeah i know i know it's brilliant and it's already gone from my mind now. but um <laughs> Uh, do you remember their their little tagline uh oh christ because it's no. the most generic make, tagline like, just like making tomorrow better today yes that's, li- that's literally it yeah and is it's it like how many graphic? how many times has that been used I'm like not i lie. love that i think i might have just made that up but it, <laughs> yeah it, like it was. that's the genius of it anyone can think of it in five seconds like it's we'll get into it but yeah the, 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 I, these are all clearly intentional yeah. choices but, as well. but yeah so this so basically yeah the the canadian clothing clothing company <laughs> is uh this kind of designer clothes label and we we join this kind of company in like their flagship store where they are prepping for kind of like a midnight release of these new jeans that are kind of like you know the the next kind of big item that they're going to be pushing and it's kind of like this very kind of um stereotypical kind of setup of what one of these modern companies would would look like and kind of how this launch is done where there's kind of like this hierarchy of hilarious over-the-top characters that are kind of like getting this all ready and um the uh kind of we 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 find out that the the genes have been possessed and they want to go on a killer rampage (laughs) um and i guess kind of like conveniently because this this clothing company is so designer and so kind of big and and important the 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 store has been put on a lockdown (laughs) until they have got the stock on the shelves because they don't want any leaks so the store is on full uh media reception and uh, locked doors uh it's basically what i was talking about earlier really we need to come up with some bs reason why someone doesn't just grab their phone and call the police yeah and like with this they went even further where the the doors are just locked randomly for no reason um but it's fine fine like it's cool like again like Give me a dumb reason when it's a movie about killer jeans. That's that's not a problem. Like, okay, they're locked in the they're locked in the the, the store. That's not you know that's all good. Um, and yeah, I guess kind of like um, Libby is the kind of like our our kind of focal point throughout the movie. She, she's not really a conventional lead, really. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's she, she is kind of our lead characters, but it's kind of it's a real character piece because we get 
a lot of the, you know she's out of the movie for big chunks of time really but yeah. i guess she is our through thread where it's it's her first day on the job and we're kind of following her to kind of get a scope of what this over-the-top company is like and how it's run and then when shit goes down with the jeans kind of like we we dip in and out of her then as well hmm. um but yeah i mean i i don't think there's much more of a plot needed really no, both company it. killer jeans job yeah. done um i think like i mean I, I have you seen a trailer for it at this point uh, i might have done a while ago yeah because i haven't seen the trailer for it and like the thing that the I guess my question mark around this movie was um, how is, how is the jeans going to be killer jeans? Mm. Is it going to be you wear the jeans and then you become like possessed and start killing or or do the jeans physically kill? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, and the answer is the jeans physically kill, which is the way more fun option. (laughs) Because otherwise it is more just like, Oh, this killer's possessed. And then the jeans are just kind of like this extra bit of add on. But yeah, well, because wasn't there a, a Fright Fest movie about a wedding dress? uh yeah there was i think we've got, yeah. we've got a question about that later actually. oh we do don't we yeah i wasn't sure whether that was the same movie okay we'll come back to that but yeah um i think it's the same movie but yeah. i thought it was yeah i wasn't sure but yeah like yeah with this the genes are physically killing people hmm. um which which yeah is just hilarious and um i think yeah like for me going into this movie i think um yeah, we spoke we spoke a lot last week about our frustrations with kind of um message over movie. And I think this this movie like has a really great overall message. It's a really clever satire on like modern day consumerism, just just chucked in with this crazy over the top horror movie. Mm. And it just shows that like I took more of a message from this week's movie than last. Not totally. Um, you know, let alone, you know, it's just real dumb over the top um fun. But then it really does have like this look on kind of, you know, we, we get, um, I, I didn't kind of mention it. Oh, what the hell is her name? Peyton Jules or something like that, isn't it? Oh, yeah, like the YouTuber. Yeah, oh, yeah. this this kind of like YouTuber reviewer. And she's going to be let into the store early to, to do her review and everything. And that's kind of like this kind of leading up to a big scene in the movie of her arriving and kind of that kind of kicking off and kind of. You know, the way that's done, these kind of over-the-top, hilariously cheesy videos of her reviewing stuff and everything is just, it's really cheesy and really clever on how it how it's its so close to what these YouTube videos are mm-hmm. um, and how these kind of clothes companies are and everything. And then they just kind of stick a pair of color jeans in there. And it's like, it's just, it's just very clever in that respect. And then, and then the actual horror is just a real dumb, fun uh horror movie there's there's some really good kills in this kind of the the genes kind of really explore how it can kill people you know (laughs) it kind of you know we got our first kill and i kind of thought oh that's that's really clever i like that and then i kind of thought oh that's what the movie's gonna be now various people trying on these genes and that happening and they never repeated the same trick twice no um you know the genes you know always found clever and creative ways to kill there's some um, creative genography going on here. There really is. There really is. Um, there's there's a couple of really laugh out loud bits. Um, the the um, and then yeah, I think I think like overall when I start to critique it, we got. I, I mentioned about the YouTuber when she kind of turns up, and that kind of like felt like it was going to be quite a big pivotal scene. It was a little bit. We, we'd got some really good kills up to that point, and then it seemed like it was all going to kick off, and we we're going to get like this crazy like five or ten minutes and it kind of just cuts away and we don't get to see any of it and i i felt 
I felt really like shortchanged that we didn't get to see that. Mm. Um, and then kind of we got like the second half of the movie, which is kind of like we basically get to a point that there are the, the, the opening of the movie has a hell of a lot of people working in the store. And we kind of get to the point that like happens quite often in these horror movies where people get people just scatter or in this case, just just kind of get massacred. And like we're left with just a handful of people, a very small handful of people. And we get kind of like this quite drawn out kind of backstory as to what's going on with these genes and, and everything else. And I kind of I didn't really overly care for that. I just kind of wanted to keep the dumb fun aspect of it and and but then it kind of it brought itself back it gave me some more cool moments and it ended with it with you know i I enjoyed the ending so Mm. you know i i I can't be too angry with it but i kind of you know i I didn't really there was kind of like a 10 minute part of it where i kind of was a little bit disappointed that we didn't get a big set piece that i thought we were going to get and then we kind of instead of that got this 10 minutes of kind of gene mythology that i didn't that i was like yeah it's fine like whatever Mm. um but but yeah all in all like i can't i i i just i had a pretty good time with it to be honest yeah i I pretty much agree with all of that to be honest like i first of all i really loved like the first sort of 15 20 minutes of this movie yeah, uh, it's just so funny setting up that world and this company like you say i think they absolutely nailed like all of the satire that they were going for mm. um the kind of social commentary on this very hipster culture mm. um it very you know even though it was fashion but it reminds me of this kind of like silicon valley like tech companies a lot and just like oh, yeah, all these, these like ludicrous concepts and ideas that they're trying to sell to the public to get on side and and you know everyone is just like this extra level of hipster and everyone's trying to out hipster everyone else and i just it just worked so well for oh me. yeah well like the youtuber how she's just like i love i love everything and you know she's just yeah. like this this such like just fake face that's just yeah infuriating and you know that like i say that that that's that's 100 what we get on youtube the whole thing about the dress code at the start was was brilliant. Yeah. It just it nailed exactly what they're going for. Of like, oh, you need to have these clothes to wear to work here. And she's like, well, I've got clothes. And like, oh no, no, no. How, when did you buy them? Two weeks ago. That's like three seasons ago. Love, you yeah. need to buy these new ridiculous, expensive clothes. And then she tries to do it, and they won't give her a discount because she hasn't officially started yet. Just like all these yeah. tiny little minute details, which are perfectly encapsulating encapture, mm. kind of hipster slash retail slash fashion, like yeah. all of these little things. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. To me, this was like so surprisingly well written in terms of all oh, that I stuff. Know. I know. Because I came for the dumb gene kills, which we'll get mm. to, and we got a lot of them, and I really enjoyed it. But what I actually got was like really good, cutting, witty, yeah, really good social commentary. Yeah, um, yeah, which I just wasn't expecting, <laughs> and, and I think that was what was so good about the intro to the movie because you know it doesn't immediately throw you into the genes killing people and Mm. it needed to make the start because otherwise a a movie like this and again this is another massive positive of like the pacing of this movie was really good it was really Mm. tight um the movie's super short it was like barely over 70 minutes and it was pretty much perfect it was pretty much exactly what i wanted in terms of not overstaying its welcome um but the first 15 minutes of this movie could have been a slog it could have been like oh my god just get to the genes killing yeah, people give me give me give me the genes killing yeah and it didn't like... feel like that at all like i almost forgot because i was so like <clears throat> encapsulated in in her first day and learning all these ridiculous mm. like ludicrous rules and everything even like their 
bathroom and like all the propaganda and the posters like the set design was really good for this shop because i i was reading yeah. all the signs and the little quips and yeah because in the bathroom everything. it's like thieves will not be tolerated or something yeah all or, this or stuff stealing like the will not be tolerated yeah it's such like uh you know yeah, was, so yeah, we got like the owner of the store didn't really mm. come in, and like yeah, I could have just done with like twenty more minutes of that. <laughs> yeah, like it was almost felt like a, a you know a like a sitcom, like literal mm. sitcom, a situational comedy of like here's this girl who thinks this is her dream job, but then as she learns more about it, she realizes that this place is terrible. Mm. Um, and yeah, that is the backdrop to a horror movie, which I think was really effective. Like I completely agree with you that like to me, pretty much all the kills worked. Um, mm. They all looked really good as well for like clear in an indie movie on a budget the fact that they look so good yeah through the course of both practical a lot and a few visual effects like they really achieved the desired effect of like mm. hair is a pair of jeans killing people and it's like what you said <laughs> the easy way out would have just been this woman's wearing jeans and now she stabs someone with a knife and now she's yeah. just any person with a knife who happens to be wearing jeans but like it's not that we see like jeans strangle people to death you know like that's really cool to see because we've never i've never seen that in a film before yeah. um so i really liked all those aspects and yeah i completely agree with you that i love the first act really liked the middle um and where it was going and then definitely when we get this kind of very slow scene i think that's the only issue is that the pace of the movie is so frenetic and so quick throughout the whole thing. Like even early on when there isn't kills, like the dialogue and the kind of back and forth between the characters is so quick that when we get this slow drawn out sequence, so like you say, it's maybe 10 minutes tops. It's not long, mm, but it no. feels long in this movie because the movie yeah, has 10 minutes of a 70 minute movie is long. Yeah. Mm. That's a big chunk of time especially when the other hour is so quick and in your mm. face. And so, and yeah, like once they even try, like, Going into this movie, I never wanted or needed a reason why these genes were killing people. Like, I'm watching a movie about killer genes. I do not need that explained to me. Um, so the second they even tried to give that a backstory, I was like, I'm already a little bit defensive of like, I don't need this. So unless this is really fucking good, I'm just going to kind of ignore this because I'm just enjoying the genes <laughs> killing people. And then when it was like, okay at best i was like okay that's fine but i hope you don't start adding morality into this and stuff which they don't thankfully um because by the end of it it kind of is all for nothing <laughs> like yeah. you could just not watch those 10 minutes and have the exact same experience really like it doesn't change the way you view the genes change the way the no, ending I... is or anything like that really um, i guess i guess we needed the genes to almost become the hero and, and that yeah. kind of helps that transition which i did that's enjoy true, yeah. like it got to the point that i i wanted to be rooting for the genes and i was I was going to say, um, yeah, I think quite early on, especially with how well, and again, we talked about this time and time again of like with Willy's Wonderland, for example, of like, that's a good film for sure. I really enjoyed it. But like the how that could have been better was all <laughs> those supplementary characters. They could have had something to say, but instead it was just, here's a bunch of shithead teenagers and you can't wait to see them killed. And like, I granted that is like a trope that we see a lot in horror, but like this movie was like, I actually wanted all these people to get killed for very specific reasons yeah. regardless like the great satire of this really annoying company and i also um, wanted them to stick around longer just so i could hate them more like, yeah because they were all just really fun to, to hate and yeah, yeah they, they were, were entertaining well yeah in their shittiness yeah for sure <laughs> yeah entertaining their shittiness i think that should be on the the, <laughs> the poster yeah but um, um yeah so overall like i say there was that one little part of the movie that didn't quite land and i agree with you that it is almost to the movie's detriment that it goes a hundred miles an hour so quickly that you're then like, as soon as the dust settles, you're like, Oh shit, there's like only a handful of people left. <laughs> mm. and then 
not going to have those fun conversations like you did early on. So yeah, I, I still really, really enjoyed this movie. I think it's not a movie that kind of like it's going to stay with me for ages or anything like that, but just overall is a fun thing to throw on, especially yeah. with that runtime, which is like perfect for this type of movie. Like, yeah, I just had a really great time with this film. Yeah. And I think as well, I could see myself watching this again, like mm. because of the runtime and just because it does have these fun kills, fun characters, like, you know, you, um it, you know it it was it was a real decent you know i i was pleasant i was really surprised by it and it's one of these things where like you get uh, what was that fright fest water park one i can't remember what it was called because it had a ridiculous name that got us in yeah i can't remember um, i've tried to put it out from my head yeah but like that that movie was so frustrating because it it, it sold us something that we didn't get yeah it was trying to say it was gonna be all these crazy fun kills on a water slide and it was one moment Whereas this was like, oh, this this is a movie about killer genes. I've I've been fully like serviced in my need to see gene kills now. Like, <laughs> you know, everything I wanted, this movie gave me in that respect. Let alone, mm. you know, and that's what I came there for, um, which is what we focused on last week. You know, I came here for fun. You know, a fun movie about genes killing people, and that's exactly what I got. And then the fact that I got all of this satire and social mm. commentary and really fun kind of you know conversations to be had there was just a massive bonus and so you know it delivered on both aspects yeah but i think this is a great example and it's a it's a fun it's a funny juxtaposition compared mm. to last week and talking about the message stuff because yeah th- this movie isn't trying to get a message across but it, it does have something to say it made me think but- but also it was the backdrop to an entertaining film. Like we mm. were thoroughly entertained by this film. And I don't think I would have been as entertained by this film if it was just a pair of jeans in Tesco, you know, with yeah, like, yeah. with like no, nothing to say. It was just, has any retail shop go. Um, whereas the yeah. fact that they did a good job of creating such a level of over the top, you know, again, talking back to the start, like the fact that it's just called the Canadian clothing company and they have such a generic slogan and like all these images of like kids smiling on all their posters and everything. Like it's just, they really captured that like shitty fakeness that these companies they, have. What were they saying? Your territory or what was it? Was it your territory when they're talking to each other on the headsets? Oh, I can't It's not remember, like your yeah. department. I think yeah. it's your territory. Yeah, and they're, they're right, kind yeah. of, um, <laughs> They, they each have their own subsection of the store that they have to get ready. And it was just like the way that they're, they're all, they all hate each other and they're all just hyper competing in their own little subsection to try and like please the man, you know, yeah. because then they can get a little pat on the back and maybe, maybe get a pair of slacks for free. Yeah, it's even it the just like this trope thrown in of like the, the manager guys, like all oh, the regional manager jobs coming up. Yeah. So I've got to impress him. And like, we've exactly. seen that in comedy. And then, so and then they're like, they're like, Oh, well done chris the name's craig they're like oh yeah, yeah sure yeah and it's, just like, <laughs> it's just all just it's all just done so so witty and so clever and so mm. quickly that that yeah like i say it just works um mm. i think uh, um i was gonna say so well, i don't know whether you you stuck around but it had a really it had a really funny post credit stuff going on yeah well. i did i did too. Uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that like um because at one point we do, you know, we, we see genes, you know, killing people and moving around. And I kind of, I was thinking to myself, I wonder how they did that. And we got a little part in the post credits to kind of see that, which was hilarious. And then we mm. got a great punchline to a joke at the very end of the credits <laughs> as well, which was just really worth sticking around for. You know, it was a proper, uh, I, I kind of remembered that being said. And I kind of, th- I wondered if it would come back and then I kind of forgot about it. And yeah, to get that little payoff at the end was brilliant. 
Yeah. So, there, yeah. There was one other small thing I wanted to add was um I don't want to go into specifics because I think it's a fun thing for people to find out. But one thing that I again th- this movie does such a good job of problem solving with its script of like clearly there's multiple times like what you mm. said with the whole forced lockdown thing, mm. which works brilliantly with the story because it perfectly matches the shittiness yeah, of this company. company yeah. um, but another aspect where it's like this would be a problem is okay, you're in a clothing shop with a shit ton of clothes. How do you differentiate what this specific pair of jeans looks like yeah. compared to everything else? and they immediately answer that question in such a cool way in the film and that was just another one of those small things early on where i felt like i was in safe hands because i was like that's a question that clearly someone said how do we differentiate this yeah Yeah, without going over the top and and they're like here's this small little thing that we're going to drop in and then it just makes it perfectly simple to follow what pair of jeans is what and Mm. i just like that so and to me that was just a perfect example of like they cared about the little things while making this movie which i really appreciate it's what um, we yes what we said about this and um yeah nick cage movie recently that like the the script is way cleverer than the plot of this movie deserves yeah <laughs> you know definitely. um and it's great because that's what i want i want people over caring about a project about killer genes because then you get a way better movie than you should have got um yeah well so, yeah. don't give these types of movies enough credit you know because mm. like it sounds like oh well a dumb movie is dumb and it's like well it's actually really hard to make an effectively good dumb movie mm. and like that's what this did that's what parts of psycho gorman are that's what most of mm. willie's wonderland is as well Is like they tried to make a quote-unquote dumb movie but they're really well-made ones you know they're not yeah. made poorly in the slightest um but yeah as far as recommendations go um yeah, I would definitely recommend this. Like, it's a fun one to throw on, especially if you already have Shudder. Um, if you're expecting just a silly, fun time, this is the one. And I think, and even though, like, I enjoy just watching this on my own, and it's obviously a lot is going to be the way a lot of people see films at the minute. But like, this is one that would have been great at Fright Fest. This is one yeah. that if you've got like-minded friends or even just one person, they'd be like, "Do you just want to watch a dumb movie for an hour and have a good time?" This is definitely mm. one to throw on for sure. So yeah. I'd recommend that as well yeah i completely agree i think you know this yeah this is definitely worth it especially if you already have a shredder subscription it's a really fun little movie that they've added you know and and but yeah i i would have loved to see this at a fright fest you know a late night you know like i say that late night screening where you're just kind of you're drunk you're tired you're, you're kind of delirious and then you you stick this in front of your eyeballs like it would have been it would have been truly special um also also cotton, cotton plants are cool man <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah they're mad aren't they they're so mad like yeah, yeah. just like the opening scene and every time we saw cotton plants in this movie i was like man they're real things that are just super, i know super crazy like, i know they I'm look like so sci-fi don't they if, well, like, people can understand it. Like, it. i was like it's clearly fake and i'm like no this is a real thing i'm like i know it's real like but you just look at it and i'm like this it's like cotton doesn't grow on trees. No, it does. It does. It literally does. Like, I know. Just, I'm yeah, glad you had that observation as well. Uh, I, yeah, I weren't sure if I was the only one, so I really had to just get it in there. The, the, yeah, cotton plants fascinate me. Cotton plants are cool. That is our review of that film. Um, Correct. <laughs> but yeah, that was our discussion of Slacks. We will take a short break and we will be right back. So, yeah, we do have another uh, voicemail message this week, actually, from Sean, um, of course, the Blu-ray King himself. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will discuss his points afterwards, but we will play that message now. Hello, Matt and Mike. 
This is Sean Smith calling from the outskirts of Costa Mesa, California. And I wanted to uh, just uh, thank you for your review in this past episode of the film Lucky. And I feel lucky for not having to waste my time watch this movie. I totally agree with you guys that when a filmmaker decides to make everything about the message and, and put really not a lot of effort into the actual storytelling, you know, it becomes really painful for the audience. And unfortunately, this type of filmmaking is becoming more and more common. Uh, I don't enjoy uh, films like these, and I certainly don't want to pay money, you know, spend money on them either. So I, I definitely appreciate, um, you know, again, not having to uh, waste my time in, in, in watching such a film. And, um, you know, the other kind of thing that you're noticing here is also the, the idea of genre blending in movies where these filmmakers combine all these different elements and it just makes it so much more convoluted and, and it doesn't really make sense from a narrative perspective. And again, I think this is, this is happening more commonplace uh, nowadays. And I think it's okay when you have a really skilled director who can handle all these things with a very deft hand. But unfortunately, you know, that's more of the exception than the rule. And, you know, for this week's episode, I know you guys are focusing on this, this uh, 2020 Canadian shutter film, Slacks, about a killer pair of jeans. And I just wanted to ask you if you guys had seen a 2018 film from British director Peter Strickland called In Fabric. Uh, it was put out by A24, and it is about a killer dress. And what's interesting about the movie is that when, as the dress kind of changes hands to different parties, uh, it uh, becomes like, like an anthology movie where you have these three different uh, elements as the dress changes hands, um, even though it's in, in one film. And, it, and, it, and it, it tells the story in one through line. Um, but it's a very interesting film. Uh, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts in comparison um, to Slack's. Um, I know also you guys have, <laughs> have coined me the, the Blu-ray King. I appreciate that. That's very nice. Um, I got to say, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed um, in Amazon.co.uk. I just, I'm surprised at the lack of selection, um, you know, for such a big company. Uh, they just don't seem to have a lot of the titles in stock. Uh, many, of their, many of the releases are out of stock, um, being sold by third parties. And I just, I was very shocked because that's not the way Amazon US is. The US version has a lot more of the things, you know, it's sold by Amazon. So that's, that's interesting. Um, you know, for me, I end up, you know, buying direct from a lot of the UK labels like Arrow or Indicator. Um, but for other, you know, films that, that I, you know, can't buy direct from, I'm so glad for, for Zavi. I got to say, you know, Zavi is such a great retailer in the UK. I, I purchased many of my discs from them, and I've never had a problem with them. So I highly recommend uh, Zavi. They're, they're outstanding. And um, you know, also just wanted to ask you guys about uh, Mike Flanagan's new project, Midnight Mass, the, uh, the seven-episode miniseries that's due out on Netflix later this year. Um, I know that he directed all seven episodes, uh, and he's recently gone on record saying that this is the most personal and ambitious project of his entire career. I mean, he spent several years working on this project, and he's also gone on record saying that this is, he feels this is the scariest thing he's worked on and has the most extreme elements um, you know, to any project that he's worked on. So you know, with such a declaration coming from Mike, I just, I'm very excited and very 
uh, you know, looking forward to, to this. And you know, he's, I know we're all fans of, of Flanagan's work. I'm just curious as to um, where your guys', your guys headspace is on, on this particular project. Um, it's looking and sounding very, very promising. Uh, also, you know, I want to check in with you about this weird rumor about Rob Zombie, uh, that he apparently is a big fan of the, the, the old TV series, The Munsters, and is looking to make an, an adaptation of that TV show. And I've, it's supposed to be a pure like comedy. And I'm just, uh, I'm really curious about what you guys think about that, if the rumor is true. He doesn't seem like the, you know, the type of comedic director that uh, would be a good fit for that project. Um, also, I'm not sure how much success he would have in, in carrying a project through versus doing like another traditional horror or thriller film. So uh, curious about your thoughts on that. Uh, also, as you know, um, I sent you guys an email. The Cinemark has opened up the theaters here locally. We still have two major uh, cinema chains in Regal and AMC that haven't made any official announcements. So um, I obviously know that we need to have the studios actually release movies. And I think that's actually going to get you know, all the cinemas and theaters opened here in the U.S. Really looking forward to it because that's, you know, that's where uh, we love it. That's where we, you know, we love to see films in the theater. And um, you know, all, all the wonderful you know, films that we missed uh, can come back and, and we can actually get to see those films. Very, very looking forward to it. Like you said, uh, Quiet Place Part Two, uh, that's going to be excellent. Um, so really looking forward to that one. Um, also, just a quick tip. Uh, for the listeners, um, I know that you guys, you know, have the Skype account, but if uh, users don't or listeners don't want to have a two-minute two limitation, um, you know, you can just do what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm using a voice recorder app that I got from the Google Play Store, um, but they obviously have those same apps on iTunes. So you could just simply use the app, um, and then you could just simply email uh, the file to superhorrorbrothers@gmail.com. And then you don't have to deal with the, uh, the two-minute limitation on Skype. So I just wanted to uh, give that little, uh, you know, that little tip for you guys as well. So anyway, um, really appreciate, again, all the work that you guys are doing. Um, you know, no one covers cinema horror like Super Horror Brothers. So uh, you know, just thank you guys. Looking forward to the, uh, the next episode on Creep Show. And uh, yes, thank you so much. Take care, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. So yeah, um, first of all, thank you very much, Sean, um, obviously for the kind words once again. Um, we always appreciate that you love and enjoy the show every week. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're welcome on Lucky. Um, that, <laughs> is, that is what we do on this show. We make sure people can avoid the bullets that we have to take. Um, I'm really glad as well that people do listen to, 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 to that side of it, where it's like, yeah, we are doing, sometimes we are doing God's work where we're seeing <laughs> stuff so you don't have to. And I'm, I'm really glad that Sean listened to it took that informed opinion and went yeah i'm gonna give this one a miss like yeah. i really respect that <laughs> yeah, i don't re i don't recommend anyone watch like 50 new horror movies a year like we do you know like no. there's there's, a, there's at least 25 no, it, of them i'd recommend but certainly yeah. not 50 <laughs> it's, it's, it's problematic for my health sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah you're welcome the, um you, you wonder why i watch terminator 2 every week this is why <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um but yeah and then you were talking about obviously talking about slacks this week and yeah the movie you mentioned in fabric like 
it vaguely rang a bell when you when you I mentioned think, it. Is it that fright fest one i think it was because yeah it yeah. is a british film and but it sounds really cool it sounds super different to slacks um you know it doesn't sound comedy at all um but it sounds really cool and i looking at the cast as well and there's a lot of british actors on there who i like that's the um you know is on the film so yeah i might have to check this one out see if it's on any sort of streaming services um and yeah you were talking about obviously getting the blu-rays and, and what an issue that can be like Amazon UK is a weird one. Like we we've talked about this off air. It is a mixed bag of a lot of the time it's great and you don't have an issue with it. Um, but other the times, especially if you know the stock isn't there, they do a really poor job, I think, of of showing you what's third party and what isn't. Um because mm. they obviously just want you to buy shit regardless. Um so a lot of time you go on there and you're like, God, what this thing that I expected to be, you know, 15 pounds is 40 pounds, and then you're like, Oh, okay, it's a third party that are fleecing me. Um, yeah, and they've definitely gotten worse for that over the last couple of years. Yeah. Like I always I always kind of used to use Amazon as the price benchmark. Yes. Yeah, and, and and now I have to be a really informed consumer because I have to know what something costs at retail before I look at Amazon. Because mm -hmm. yeah, those third parties it's sometimes very hard to even see that it's a third party on there. Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, you also talked obviously about Mike Flanagan. We discussed that earlier. Like, I'm I'm personally insanely excited for Midnight Mass. It's yeah. definitely up there. Of like, I said at the start of the year, really, I feel like TV is going to carry the load this year, and I still think that because obviously we've got Creep Show coming really soon, and like, it pretty I'm pretty confident we'll get Midnight Mass and Stranger Things on Netflix this year. So I just cannot wow. wait for these things to come out, man. I just hope I I want to start seeing dates on them for sure because that's the great thing about TV is like it really. Mm doesn't hit its date um yeah and obviously you talked about your cinemas opening that's great news um ours are still going to be closed until at least may at the earliest mm -hmm. um one thing actually I, I forgot to mention this i had um was reading an article yesterday about the cinemas in the uk and then they were listing kind of the movies that are scheduled to come out and i don't know i guess we talked about it on the news we talk about it so much and it's hard to remember it at times but the conjuring free like oh yeah I didn't know, or at least I'd forgot that that's scheduled for June, June 1st nah. in the States and May 28th in the United Kingdom. So as okay. of right now, that's the same day as A Quiet Place Part 2. Um, of course. So, so obviously if, if, that's, <laughs> if that stands and we're in cinemas in May, we're going to be seeing Spiral, A Quiet Place Part 2 and The Conjuring 3. Like, what? I just can't imagine that. And I just hope it's the case. Um, but yeah, that just completely slipped my mind. For some reason, mm. I thought The Conjuring... I think it was like, was is it Malignant and all this? It's, it's very yeah, hard. Yeah, I, I just thought it got delayed with all of that shit. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, I think it must have just got... Because obviously, that's part of the HBO Max thing as well. So we know that will be coming to digital at the same time, yeah. which is great news. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, you're excited for Creep Show, like we are next week. Um, yeah, I, I cannot wait for next week. It's going to be a good one. We'll probably do a giveaway as well, another giveaway, um, courtesy of Sean with the Blu-rays. Um, seeing, Blu nice, yeah, seeing as it's a very nice special <clears throat> episode be talking about um but yeah i mean have you watched anything else this week or is that it um no i think i'm i think i'm good this week i've uh not really been watching anything too much no. um yeah I, well I, I tell you what i've been doing i watched a lot of dawn of the dead documentaries oh nice uh i finished off basically everything that's on that second site nice. um so they had document of the dead on there which um the definitive cut of document of the dead which was which was fun to watch, but I can't remember what the other one, I think it's called the dead will rise or something like that, which is another feature length documentary, which was great because it right. was, it was basically all the actors talking about the movie retrospectively. Mm. Um, so it was right around the time George was going to start filming. Um, 
what was the land? big one he came, yeah land yeah. when he was just coming back to that so it was when he was getting the itch to go back to the genre and um so it was him around about that time and it was all of the other actors around that age period as well which is just great hearing him talk about it that far in, past the event and then um yeah they, they spoke a lot i think actually yeah a lot of it was kind of george on set as well during that and document of the dead on on kind of his his recent kind of um obviously land was it land survival and diary i believe so yeah three? yeah and like i've i've i remember really not liking land mm. and then kind of watching the other two but kind of being tainted by that point yeah and kind of like i really want to watch them all again like i i think i think i might need to yeah it's um, an interesting one because i remember we saw land of the dead at the cinema mm. um and we're very, very disappointed but as time's mm. gone on like time has been kind to that movie and it's definitely i, I think it's worth a rewatch for both of us because yeah you know it sounds like there's a lot of really cool ideas in that movie and i was i mean when did that come out like 2005 maybe something yeah, like I that i can't remember but, i was, but sorry, like... I was like 15 going to see that like i was there's no way i would have <laughs> been able to yeah. kind of comprehend that film at that age yeah and i think as years gone by like i've all you know i've never fully appreciated day of the dead until recent years mm, definitely. you know fully and now now i absolutely love that movie and and you know for someone you know i'm such a fan of george's horror movies to to like have these three that i've 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 seen land maybe you know, two or three times because we would have saw it at the cinema and I brought the DVD because of course I'm going to double dip. And and then the other two, I think was just straight DVD purchase that I watched just the once. And yeah, yeah like, so I, I have those DVDs kicking around here somewhere. So I'm, I'm going to dig those bad boys out soon. I, I feel like it just needs to be done. Yeah. Are those um the extras on the Dawn of the Dead? Are they 4K or are they just Blu-ray? Uh, they are just Blu-ray. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have I'm to watch sure. that. I don't. Yeah, I've, obviously, I've seen all the stuff that was on Arrow stuff, but if the, if there's separate stuff, like I definitely need to watch that for sure. Yeah, well, I think it is. I haven't I haven't actually directly compared like the features for features to see mm. whether they are the the exact same ones. Um, but yeah, I know, it, I know it did have some stuff though. That it definitely didn't have the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 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 like six feature length documentaries on there, and I've now yeah. watched them all. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of um, want to go back and watch the other version as well all right yeah which one did you watch well i've seen i've watched both now the the theatrical and argento so i just haven't right. seen the romero cut oh yeah may as well um, if you've seen two out of three <laughs> exactly you know i just want to i just want to get the whole 4k goodness yeah um that's pretty awesome but yeah that is that is it for another week like i said next week uh looking forward to it because we're gonna be discussing the first two episodes of creep show um of course ahead of the awesome. season two premiere on i believe the first of april on shudder and uh yeah i've been dying to talk about this for a little while now i just yeah, can't wait too. till next week we can talk about it even though we're going to try not to spoil anything but it's it's going to be good um it's going to be good i think yeah. as well like because the trailer's out there isn't it yeah yeah like um yeah we can watch, talk about a lot in the trailer I, I was gonna say watch watch the trailer quite closely before you watch our <laughs> show because there's there's some very interesting things that we'd already picked up off the trailer that that get that are in the the you know early in the season definitely for sure um but yeah that was episode 239 where we discussed slacks uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could, how could I start that?